Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey. We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. So if you're listening to this podcast, I think it's pretty safe to say you have some level of stress in your life. Just throwing it out there. What do you think, Chris? Do you think they could have a little bit of stress going on? I want to know who doesn't. I think it would be a shorter list. Find that unicorn that doesn't have some type of physical, emotional, or mental stress in their life because I feel like those people don't exist. Like they're probably like a mythical creature in Harry Potter. Right. And sometimes clients will say, I have nothing to stress over. I have a very good life. I'm grateful. And then all of a sudden come down the layers and we're like, whoa, how are you processing that stress? Absolutely. Because I think in our brains, we're always thinking that I don't feel stressed, right? I, you know, I'm having, you know, I'm going about my day, like my work's okay, whatever's going on. But just because you don't physically seem like a psychopath, doesn't mean there isn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to go there. It's like I don't know about you, but when I'm stressed, just I start to feel like band-aid. I started to feel a bit like a psychopath. I'm like, I think I'm losing my marbles. I think like I need to be in a padded room somewhere because I am struggling today. <laughs> Is that just me? No? Anybody else? Please? (laughs) Okay. Raise your hand. No, you know I'm there. You know I'm there. And you want to know what's funny is just before we hopped on this podcast, you know, Chris and I were having a really stressful morning just with a bunch of like admin stuff and moving parts and, you know, like running a company things. And we were like, this is a perfect day for us to record the stress podcast because we need to go like go on a walk or something right now just to like shake that stress off. So like everybody experienced stress in some shape or form. The issue, though, is when it becomes chronic because the stress response is a normal part of your body. Like you want to have a healthy stress response. We just don't want to stay stuck in that stress response. So first, we're going to talk through the types of stress. And then I know Chris is just itching to get into teacher mode and talk about how the body responds to stress and the difference between our parasympathetic nervous system and our sympathetic nervous system. So let's start off with the types of stress, Chris. All right. We got physical. We got emotional and we got mental. So physical stressors would be, um, we see this a lot in elite athletes. They're physically stressing their body. It's, It's part of their role, right? Physical stressors, or maybe you have a really hard manual labor job. Like my brother's a contractor and you're like, you better believe he's got some physical stressors going on in his body. Any other ones you want to add in there for a physical stressor? No, I like it. Bodybuilding, lots of motion and movement are getting into tight places, even going from cold to warm constantly throughout the day. So sometimes either working in freezers or coming out of that. Nope. Um, no, thank you. Big, no, thank you. And the physical stress, even though there's an emotional and a spiritual like stress is working in industrial like setting. So if you don't have sunlight, yes, if you're working a good in one to add. cinder blocks, like they're all around you, you can't see or exposed or if not working with people, 
That can also be a physical. Well, I guess that could go both ways. People, either way. Physical um, stressors, working with people. Working with people. No, humans, just humans in general. Humans. But yeah, so that specifically even in, like, I face a window when I'm mm-hmm. working because I want that exposure. Same. When uh, Before we moved to this house in our last house, my office was in a windowless basement in mm-hmm. our house that had a drop ceiling that spiders would continuously drop down in front of me. So when we moved, my like the number one thing I told my brother-in-law, who's a real estate agent, I want an office on the main floor with a window because I want sunlight in a day, like my plants. Yes, absolutely. It helps with hormone synthesis. It helps with everything, not just vitamin D, like we often hear. We are plants, which is with more complex emotions. Yeah. <laughs> now I just want to be a plant. <laughs> now no, I just want to be a plant. It seems like such a good day. You know, you get watered, you get a little fertilizer, some sunshine. Oh, I got one more to add as a physical stressor Ooh. that lots of women will. <laughs> Childbirth. What about that physical stressor? No, man, that's a trauma. I'm putting that right under trauma. That is a trauma. <laughs> that is a trauma, but that is a physical stressor. Yes. Going through childbirth. That's a big one, you know, surgeries, right? Surgeries. Another one, like those are physical stressors on the body injury, right? Like getting, uh, for me, dealing with chronic pain, that is a physical stressor I deal with every day. And we'll notice though, like physical stressors, they'll kind of start to meld into emotional and mental. So all of these will start coming into play. So an example here, me dealing with chronic pain for 20 years, you better believe that impacts my mental and emotional stress as well as my physical. So these can all kind of weave together. Now, that kind of segues us into emotional stressors. Chris, do you want to list off some emotional stressors? So emotional is anything, like I said, that trauma, right? Whether it's that beautiful bride getting ready for a wedding, you're planning an event, you're working with coworkers you love or don't like, it's that stimulus, that constant Well, what do you stimulus. mean about that? Let's go back to coworkers I love and don't love. Is that a... Listen, I wouldn't be I here if I didn't attacked. love. I would not. <laughs> we all know my personality. Would I be Chris here? Would this no, would, Chris this would is not. a hard no. This is a boundary, right? This is a boundary for Chris. This is a boundary. But emotional stressors. They are maybe you have an abusive relationship. You know, mm-hmm. you're in an, uh, whether it's a physically abusive, an emotionally, verbally abusive relationship, that can have a really big impact on your emotional stress, of course. The death of a loved one, even the death of a pet. Like, these are some big emotional stressors and traumas that happen that cause stress internally in the body. Yeah. And we can hold on to those for years. Years. I still have an inner child somewhere that I won't let out of the closet because I'm like, I can't deal with Same. you right now. <laughs> just I don't just have stay time. <laughs> stay in the closet. I'm gonna lock the door. I'll slide some food under once in a while. So the emotional runs really beautifully up into things like thoughts, processing those thoughts, responding to those thoughts. And then that kind of triggers the mental outlook, right? And how are we dealing with it? How are we talking to ourselves? That's an emotional response. How are we talking to ourselves? And that affects. So I love the physical, the emotional, the mental, because it's not one. They're all together all the time. And if we don't process, if we don't understand, if we can't filter out, say, the fears, the anger, we've got organ systems, we have liver, we have kidneys, and those are all going to transpire to acne. It's inability to dissipate, it's inability to detoxify. And, you know, when we're wearing it on our face, it's what are we trying to get out or show people to, right? The body's trying to give us these signs and these symptoms. 
So the acne, again, maybe not a curse, maybe not a curse. I know we don't like it. Maybe it's the information to say, what do I need to understand? What do I need to better filter? And what do I need to come to terms with in that emotional Mm -hmm. connection? And then when we move into the mental stressors, because emotional and mental can seem pretty similar, right? They're they're both going on, on in our brain. But with the mental stressors, these will be things like work, whether you do computer work, whether you're a first responder, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're an executive assistant, whatever your job is, mm-hmm. even a caregiver, a, a parent, if you're a parent or a caregiver for a child or another human being, these are causing mental stressors on mm-hmm. you as well. All of it. It's please never think it's isolated, right? And like you said, emotional sounds like mental. No way, Jose. Emotional is think about crying or getting angry, or these are the emotions that stem up. The mental is the residual of not dealing with the emotional and the physical. I feel personally attacked right now. Now let's we know talk about issues. your stress. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's see. I don't but want to talk it, about my does stress. Does that make sense? Does it, it make does, sense? Absolutely. Okay. Of course. Yeah, well, as because long as it makes sense. sense. Like mental stressors, you know, how about the mental stress of getting your kids back to school, you know, getting all the things done and getting their set up for school and all the things, the mental stress of the holidays and buying gifts and and setting up dinners and traveling and remembering, you remembering to feed the dog and like all of the things, like, especially as women, I feel like we hold a lot of mental stress because we are basically the entire household's to-do list. I said that to a client today, Katie, no word of a lie. You did? I did. I said... She works with and around in a male dominated environment. So she's like, she's like, I've got to do the coffee time. I've got to do the chat. I've got to, I've got to show up in those ways. Right. I said, absolutely. So then you talk in their terms, you know, we know we have to reduce or get a better than coffee. So let's go in and do, can you brew it yourself? Can you bring it? And Hey, what, what, or is this not good enough? And she goes, that's exactly a comment I would get. And then you turn around and you say, listen, do you want to smell me for the rest of the day? Because things all down in there aren't happening. And she goes, mm-hmm. ah, I said, men like they process do. in symptoms. They're like, yeah. Oh God. You know, it's killing my stomach. I said the afternoon coffee. No, man, it kills my stomach. It's the acidity. I, I can't handle it. They're like, yeah, me too. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't connect it. They go in simple. My husband says, I'm like, I'm so stressed. He's like, then stop being stressed. That's the process. of thought. Uh- Women, That's what Frank said, <laughs> oh my gosh, women, I was were like, like, um, well, excuse me, there's 14 moving parts. And did you call the company to say, do this? And did you go over here and do that? No, we see things and we process things and we're our own worst enemy because if we don't complete them, we judge ourselves. Oh God. Yeah. I am like my own wor- I bully myself all the time. I'm mm-hmm. in therapy. Don't worry guys. Lots of therapy open here. I need it desperately. That's Chris can attest to. Why do you wait to like go to drink water to say stuff like that? <laughs> it was just, you know, just a serendipitous that that happened. But that's the thing is we beat ourselves up is I didn't complete my entire to-do list today. So I am not worthy. I am lazy. I am all of these horrible things. But if you take a step back and I had a mentor of mine say this to me, uh, Jen Pike, she, she says, Katie, have you ever made a list of all the things you're responsible for in a day? And I said, why would I want to do that? Because that is not fun. But when you actually do, you take a step back and even you write them out, things I'm responsible for in a day, and then read it from kind of like unbiased perspective. And you would be like, that is absolutely insane. Any human being would be expected to do those 600 things every single day. Right. So I love it. Let's build on this. Take that list. Write out your list. 
Oh, I don't want to do it again. First of all, it's cumbersome. Already, those people that have high stress, they're coming up with the, I don't have time to do this. What are they saying? Heart palpitations. Why can this be helpful? Right? We're doing all you the things. You mean me? Yeah, that was me. Right? Do the list. Then take the list and have somebody else read it to you after 24-hour period. Oh, that's a good, yeah. That's I like that. Don't read it yourself because you know, as women, what we're going to do is go, well, yeah, because who's going to do that? Well, yeah, because my kids are lazy. Well, maybe that's just my household. They're not lazy. <laughs> They're just not well-trained. <laughs> so, They're teens. They're teens. I mean, hey, they don't pee on the carpet anymore, so I'm fine with it. That's a plus. That's a plus. So these things, have somebody read it to you and then sit back and go, what on this list do I not like doing? Go and take a highlighter on the things you don't As like everybody doing. everybody listening throws up listening to you <laughs> scratch things off lists. Oh, like I'm going to be a highlighter queen, right? I don't like doing I this. Know. I don't like doing this. I don't like doing this. Wait 24 hours, go back to the list and look and put names beside who could be helpful to that list of things you don't who like doing. Who could help you? Who's there? It might Do be you nobody. have a support system. Yeah. And if it's no, no, but it's true. Some people don't have Absolutely. a support. We see so, it all the time. A hundred percent. We have lots of clients who don't get support from their spouse, who don't have support from family members, who don't have, who, you know, they live far away, so they don't have a lot of friends in the area. This is absolutely true is you, you may not have the support system in place. And you and I, we are supported. Frank supports you. Steve supports me. They do it maybe begrudgingly, but maybe it's out of fear. But I'm not sure. I like, I think mine's out of, out of fear a little bit. But we'll My take husband it. has a rational fear of me. <laughs> but we'll take it, right? I'm really struggling with this. They just don't understand why. But when we look at that, and maybe that's good to have your partner read the list. And they're like, what the heck? You do all that, right? So we do it. We allocate it. And then if you don't have the support system, why are you doing it? Is it a priority? These types of things just will hold there, but that right there is a fantastic, easy peasy, free exercise if you want to dig into what it is you're doing that stresses you for especially my lovelies that go, I don't feel stressed. I don't feel stressed. I'm just doing 600 things in a day. Exactly. Or I think another way is like learning to say no, right? Is setting boundaries. It's like an easy, I always use examples being a mom of young kids is, Hey, can uh, hey Katie, could you uh, make forty six cupcakes for the bake sale tomorrow? And me being a people pleaser, I'm like, oh, of course, absolutely. And then here I am, dying at one a.m. making forty six cupcakes, and my pain so bad. But something I've started to do because being a people pleaser and a yes woman is, I now say to myself, is by saying yes to somebody else, am I saying no to me? Mm-hmm. And so instead, now I would say, you want to what? Thank you so much for thinking of me. Right now, my plate's a little too full. If I could give a pass on this one, but but circle back to me next time there's something going on. And if I can fit it in my schedule, I'd be more than happy to. Like just being, I find like when we are honest and transparent with other people, it can help them understand, okay, yeah, she has a lot going on right now. Maybe she's not the best fit to be making 100 cupcakes for the bake sale tomorrow morning. Right. That's next level too. That takes years. We didn't, oh, we, yeah, that we didn't get there with those boundaries. Like I didn't go, no, no, no. Oh, I'm not working with X, Y, and Z. I won't do that any longer. I did that for 20 plus years. My boundaries are pretty concrete now to say, mm-hmm. nope, here it is. And if I'm struggling, I say, hey, Katie, this is what I'm struggling with. But it takes me a while to even get there, right? I make four, mm-hmm. six weeks. I'm still not refined. But or I'm, like, I'm hey. like, hey, Chris, you seem a little stressed over there. Is there anything we can take off your plate and delegate? And you're like, no, I'm good. I'm like, ah, I think you're lying. Right. Exactly. Just we call each other out. It is what it is. 
And, but that's the relationship we have because we also work in this industry, right? We're mm-hmm. not always best to communicate it because I don't want to go and I don't want to stress Katie. I don't want to bring it to her attention. Paige and I work in the background. We tiptoe and we do things behind there. We bring the, yeah, hey, you, spoiler you, alert. You rock, paper, scissors. Who has to tell me something? No, she always has to. I, that's a boundary. <laughs> that's a boundary. You're her sister-in-law, so you get to be the one to tell her. Sorry, you married into the family. That's your fault, Paige, not mine. Right? But that, that's, what I'm ta- that's what I'm talking about is it's not about upsetting other people. There's ways we communicate it to it. Sometimes I think I'm handling it and I'm not. My mood will shift. Your mood will shift. And that's a big indicator right there. This mm-hmm. something isn't, if I keep thinking about it, if I'm dreaming about it, if I'm stressing about it, if I'm thinking about it while I'm doing the dishes, there's a problem with the way I'm processing it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So now that we've laid out extensively the types of stress, let's really talk about how the body responds to these stressors. Like what is physically, Chris, I know, get ready for teacher mode from Chris Brown mm. over here. What is physically going on in the body when we have one of these stressors and how is it impacting those organs, which are impacting the health of our skin? This is like sexy like, talk. This is like, like getting on her soapbox. This is foreplay like, for you. This is like foreplay. Oh, come I'll let on. Steve know. Well, we know Steve's listening. So <laughs> Steve is an avid clear skin chronicle. Yes, he is. He is. Mm-hmm. We bore him, but he's a pro supporter. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's very bored with the, t- with our information because he doesn't deal with acne, but that's all right. So going but into this how is going to stimulate response. him. So let's talk about hepatic overdrive. Okay. Let's just talk about that fight or flight, that stress-like response. What were some of the signs and symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you're, are you asking me or are you just, you, I'll let you go. I'll let you have no, this. No, no. I, I'm going to back this. Up. I got this girl. I got okay. This. I'm back. I'm going to relax, stretch my back out. Okay. So there's a few things going on, right? First of all, we have to have a sensory input. And then it has to go into the integration in the brain. So the sensory input could be touch, sight. Usually it's sight, right? We're constantly scanning integration in the brain and then boom, motor output. Something's moving, organ stimulation or whatever it is. However, when we're causing that fight or flight, whether it's self-induced, which sometimes it can be, let's be perfectly transparent, or there's external environments that we can't control that are stressing us out. We might get things with the eyes. Let's think light sensitivity, migraines. We might get dilated pupils. We can get tense muscles. Sweet Lord, do I live here? I live here. Same. What did I say to you today? My head is pounding. Yep. I don't even know if I can wear these headphones. You're going to constantly see me do that. I have glasses on for the light of the computer. Like I'm slowly dying a little bit. Let's be honest. It's like today. a slow, you're, you're a wilted flower with brown spots. I have not been watered. No. She has not been watered. She's not been fertilized and she's out of the sunshine. So this tense muscle pain that I get I get it all up the left side of my shoulder, goes up into my neck to the back of the head, and then just radiates straight down the top of my head. So that's what I'm dealing with today. Feel a little bit nauseous, but you know what? I'm going to follow That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. I can't take anything for it because I'm just so hypersensitive. So I'm going to plow through it. You know, don't they say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? Like I'm going to be pretty strong after today. (laughs) You're going to be pretty strong after today. But like it is that stress response, right? Like for me dealing with chronic pain, when I am stressed, my pain increases tenfold and I'm stressed all the time. So my pain is just terrible all the time. But that's that body, right? Like the body response. Yeah, it's the inflammation, right? So what we're going to see with those tense muscles, maybe things like TMJ, tension headaches right here. IBS, so irritable bowel syndrome. 
how many acne sufferers deal with IBS, Chris? Lots, lots, lots. Lots. We got a whole bunch dealing with IBS. And Katie, I'm going to use yours because you stole my limelight, like low back and neck pain. Sorry. Yeah. So both of me. you right there, you and I, we're like top notch, like things aren't going. Like this is in our muscle system now, right? This is in our nerve system. We can also look at heart rate or that's going to accelerate. So we might see excessive sweating, POTS. I'm going to butcher this. It's like dysautomania, anything cardiovascular where, you know what I mean? Heart inflammation right in here. One thing you're going to notice as well is when I have these pain-like moments, my brain doesn't always click over. If I'm looking for a word, I have to let it go. And that is just excruciating because I rely so heavily on my brain. Like I love it. So (laughs) you do have a pretty good brain, right? Constricted blood vessels, migraines, hypertension, alopecia, ingestion, nausea. Aren't I a hot mess? Do you see everything that's going on with me like right now? I was like, Chris, I think I need to add some extra therapy to our benefit packages. I just, uh, you know what? At this point, I'll just take heavy drugs. But <laughs> Heavy drugs? Just sedate me. Give me a horse tranquilizer and just call it a day. Like, I'm pretty sure marijuana is, I can't even do marijuana. I can't do CBD. Like just, I'll stick to my magnesium and be boring. My magnesium. Here we are living in Canada where cannabis is legal and you get prescriptions for it. And Chris is like, I'll take my magnesium. Thank you. Thank you. Right? What about the secretion epiephrine and cortisol and norepiephrine, mm-hmm. right? How that's going to affect chronic fatigue syndrome, anxiety, migraines, hypertension, Crohn's disease, right back into the lower GI. This is why we spend so much time on the gut health. We're going to go into increased cholesterol because cholesterol is big, big, big on that. It's not so much about your food. Please, less than 5% of cholesterol comes from your food. I will constantly be telling people that. So it doesn't come from eggs, Chris? Eat your eggs (laughs) unless you have an intolerance, right? Go back to one of our previous episodes, or is it one of the next coming episodes? I can't remember now. We've recorded so many at this point. Right? So cholesterol, cardiovascular, heart attacks, strokes, arthrosclerosis, these types of things. The other thing we want to look at is any kind of inhibition to digestion or intestinal mobility. Huge. Again, Crohn's disease, irritable syndrome. We know it's all about gut health. What hangs out in there? Serotonin, dopamine. So all those, I feel good, like Mm -hmm. neurotransmitters. Then we're going to go into decreased serotonin, right? So what's that going to straight? Hey, depression. I wish I could have, should have judgment. We're going to hang out in the judgment. We're going to be like, why can't I get those 600 things done on our task? Poor sleep, fibromyalgia. For the last three days, I have not, I've slept four hours. Mm -mm. And you want to know why I have this excruciating pain shooting up? It's because I didn't sleep. I didn't detox. I didn't calm. Physical stressor, lack of sleep. Physical stressor. We forgot that one. Right? Physical stressor, lack of sleep. Physical stressor. And... Then the other one I like to look at is kind of like that reproduction function or that it's really going to inhibit that, right? For men, we might see erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation. For women, we might see vaginal, like even um, constriction or infertility-like issues. Yeah. I mean, there's more than this. I'm just trying to go with what our clients deal with a lot. All of these go off. And bam, hello acne, because acne is the residual of this pattern. 
Absolutely. And then when we, you know, start going into our nervous system, we really have like two sections here. We have the parasympathetic nervous system Mm -hmm. and the sympathetic nervous system. So you can remember your parasympathetic nervous system is your rest and digest, right? This is where your body is relaxing. It's reducing your activities. Another word for it, Chris is going to like this one, feed and breed. Your feed, feed and breed. And breed. Uh, Chris loves the word breed. I, I brought that I one do. in just for her. I breed. She does. See, I yeah. knew you would. Feed and breed. So I love looking, that. I know. it's your. You're going to get a, a new coffee mug with that. Feed and breed. I like it. Live and feed and breed. I'm not breeding though. I'm done. Don't even try yeah, it. <laughs> don't even try it. Chris is still warning me against a third. So when we're looking at the parasympathetic nervous system, mm-hmm. it really helps constrict your pupils, as Chris talked about. So it can control your eyes. It helps produce saliva. Because again, saliva is part of your digestion. Because when you are in rest and digest, your body is able to properly break down your food, secrete the saliva, secrete the hydrochloric acid, absorb the nutrients. It needs to be in this setting in order to properly digest your food. This is also going to help with your lungs. This is going to be helping with your heart rate. It's going to be helping to lower your heart rate. We're going to be helping with that digestive tract. It's also going to be helping with the release of insulin, allowing your body to break sugars down. This Mm -hmm. is where we're also going to be. You see how we're moving from the top of the body to the, to the, the bottom of the body? This is also part of your waste removal system. When your body is resting and digesting, it's easily able to relax the muscles to help us move our bowel movements out. And we need to be moving our bowel movements because if we are keeping it stagnant, that stagnant waste, which is toxins, bacteria, excess hormones, whatever it may be, reabsorbs back into the body, goes back into circulation, increases inflammation, increases toxicity, increases your hormonal imbalances, and stresses the body. Voila acne. And as Chris also mentioned, that reproductive system. So, you know, back in when we're in a rest and digest, it is safe for our body to reproduce. Because if we are in flight and fight or flight response chronically, mm-hmm. our body thinks that we're in a famine or we're in a you know horrendous war or our village is being attacked. You know, we're running from a saber-toothed tiger. All of these instances historically are not safe to become pregnant for the health of the baby and the health of the mom. So your reproductive system essentially shuts down because it's not safe to breed. That is the feed and breed portion. Then on the other side is your sympathetic nervous system, right, Chris? This is Mm -hmm. where we're in that fight or flight. Now, it's important to have a fight or flight response if we are running from a saber-toothed tiger. If, you know, there is a famine or a war, like our, our body is designed in this specific way to be able to handle these stressors. The problem, though, arises when we stay in a constant state of fight or flight, when we don't switch back over into rest and digest. That's a big one. And one of the connectors is with the parasympathetic. We have to, both nervous systems come from the automatic nervous system, which really means, let me just quickly go. So we have central nervous system, peripheral nervous system. Those are the exchange. Then we go down to the motor leg, so the output. And then we go down into two different categories there, but one of those categories is the automatic. And that is where it's the, I call it the involuntary. I don't call it, that's what it's called. Like that's what it's called. It's involuntary. (laughs) Dr. Chris. (laughs) I'm just tired myself. I'm just going to start putting Dr. Chris Brown on all my credit cards just to see. (laughs) Just to see if you get a better credit card, See if I get better treatment. But that involuntary, so cardiac, smooth muscles, the glands, from there, that's how we get into these nervous systems. So again, it's all about that stimulation, how we take it, how we integrate it, perceive it, 
and how they output. If we are in that parasympathetic, the liver is going to love you. It's going to detox. Bile is going to increase. And for our ladies, especially with acne, we need our bile very beautiful. It helps break down your fats. You have 50 plus hormones that are fat-based. We need to make sure all of this is going. Again, glucose to, to glycogen to fatty acids in reverse. It's a big process. Why is this so big? Because if we don't get this bile and we don't get the stimulation and the activation of the glucose and everything else, your body feeds off this. It's called sugar and it's called phosphorus as well. So that means we can't break them down. We can't utilize them. We have no energy. We feel like crap. Absolutely. And it's that sympathetic nervous system, right? Because like we said, it's yeah. important to have it. It is basically your all like all hands on deck. We are in danger and it automatically clicks on. We need to have the proper balance between the two. So as I mentioned, we need it to properly click on and off. But because your sympathetic nervous system, it helps you get through in immediate danger to you as a human being. It is your survival instinct. But when we're stuck in that continual fight or flight response, we will see people, you know, having different anxiety disorders, like the chronic stress. Some people may see different types of cancer affecting different organs in their body, maybe issues with infections. You know, we've, we've hit sexual dysfunction a few times, but I feel like that's a big one for a lot of our clients, even those traumas. So some symptoms that you may be experiencing, if you are stuck in that fight or flight response, you know, constipation, you know, maybe some dizziness, you know, maybe that fast heart rate, difficulty with your digestion, you know, issues with your heart rhythm. These are all symptoms to watch out for that you could be in that fight or flight response. And when I see a lot is with clients, did you say, I know you said it before, but just in this list, sweating. That's mm -hmm. another major one, right? Like if we're yep. trying to just think about if you're playing soccer or you're playing a sport or you're working out, you sweat. Public speaking, public speaking. Oh, I love public speaking. That's why I brought it up. Sign me up. Extra uh, deodorant. It's, it's extra deodorant. <laughs> that should Two be in the goodie bags. And extra Two deodorant, shirts. right? So that's what we want to look at is, is, so we have to get these systems in their interplay. If somebody yells run, because there's that, we need to run. So that's, again, that sensory. And it's very quick, right? We didn't see it, but we heard it. Boom, we processed it and we're like out of there. Yeah, someone tells you to run, you're gonna, you're gonna run. You, you may not need to run, but you will. Right, and then the residual in the body. So an example is when we have that adrenaline-like kick of the epinephrine, those, those hormones that I was talking about, everybody who has been in a vehicle or for an amount of time, they either has experienced a near accident or an accident. And if you saw it coming, the body tenses instantly, the accident happens or the near accident happens. And you're like, oh, and you're driving and now your hands are clenched to the wheel. You sit erect. It's natural, right? We sit erect. Our breathing becomes labored, heart palpitations. We start maybe trembling a little bit because the nervous system's on fire. Then we're like, okay, I didn't get hit. Whew. Okay, perfect, right? Then we're sitting there. The drive goes on, and what happens? The body starts to reclaim itself. Start the heart rate goes down. We no longer perceive danger. 
we start to get tired. Because that was a lot of energy output for a lot of energy, a lot of scarcity. We get tired. By the time we get home, we're going to the ice cream bin because now we're emotional eating because of the glucose stimulation, because of the surge, because cortisol, the stress hormone has to come out because, you know, insulin has to negate. But here's the key factor that adrenaline, that surge can last three days in your body. Your body has to work to get rid of it. it. You don't feel it. Your body is in there working like a dog, trying to get all that set up for you. And that's called the stress response. And that's the chronic. So if we have that one incident, whether it's the coworker we don't like that we have to see every day, that congested relationship that we have, or the traffic. Some people don't do traffic or commercials. Some people get set off by commercial. It doesn't matter. We don't do that. That's my seven-year-old. He doesn't understand. I'm like, back in my day, mommy had to flip through a newspaper to get the shows that were on this night. So chill with your commercials, dude. It's so funny, right? I know. I just sidebar. I put on a prime show and I don't pay for it because we don't watch it often enough. And advertisings will come off. And Steve goes, what are you doing? I said, listen, I was born in the 70s. Oh, she I gave said, us her decade. I did. Everybody. I was born in the 70s. I said, listen, 40 seconds. I said, Steve, remember they used to be 30 seconds, three commercials in a row. I've already shaved off 50 seconds. I can endure this. I'm a champ. And he just, <laughs> like, just looks at me and he goes, the way you process things is scary. Is, <laughs> is scary. That's it though, is, is, you know, having to wait, you know, especially in our society is we've become a society that doesn't like to wait for things and we get anxious exactly. and that becomes a stressor. We're like, oh my God, what do you mean my Amazon Prime arrived an hour late? Like it's all of those things. And then when we're it's looking the immediate, at- Oh, sorry. It's that immediate mm-hmm. gratification. I just want to hold there because Ooh, that, yeah. it, you it's nailed one. that. It's the immediate gratification. It's that you ever been on the computer and you click and there's like, what? click again, click, click, but yet it's working, but we don't look at the work bar because we want immediate action. It needs to go now. The where prime I'm like, needs to come now. About to throw my computer out the window because it's not loading fast enough. Yes. Clearly, I need to talk about that. Therapy. So it's the for immediate. Jackson, he doesn't understand it because he has that immediate stimulus. He's constantly Absolutely. integrating. And when it's not there, it's like, what? What? Notice people, you take away their electronics. This is big for teens. Take away their electronics. They are ravenous. They're starving. They're hungry. They're like, oh, That's- I remember. I haven't peed in four hours. That's how that stimulus works. So they are on all the time. And we should talk about how we end up in the fight or fight response when we're watching really intense shows and movies that are like really violent or really stressful. Like I can't tell you how many times I've been I've watched The Walking Dead when it was on because <laughs> I was an avid Walking Dead watcher and I would be so stressed that I couldn't even go to sleep because I was so like just watching the violence in the show put me in a bigger state of my fight or flight. Oh yeah, we've said this before. Watch a the horror news. flick. Watch the, the Saw series at two p.m. in the afternoon. No, or go I don't turn do that. it on at ten o'clock. Mm-mm. Right? I don't watch do scary notice? movies. Yeah, but you notice what happens? It's because one, your body can't differentiate between real mm-hmm. and fake. You mm-hmm. have to process that. So now you're in that processing thought, and. Because of all of those things that we've learned from the news, you know, past ancestral stuff, you know, all of the things, scary comes in the night. Scary comes in the unknown. I still check under my bed. I'm 34 years old, everybody. Still check under my bed. If, if Frank's not home, I do not sleep well. 
You know what? That's true. I have more staff. I'm more alert when Steve's not home, like when he's traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, okay. Cause I now, okay. You know, the kids have to go, you know, they have to come to me that you're right. You know what? Never even thought yeah. about it, but I am alert when Steve's like, Steve alert. comes home and I'm like, okay, it's nine o'clock. I need to go to bed. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like Frank's like, I'm going to go watch the game with the guys today. I'm like, that's fine. I'll just be up until midnight when you get home. Frank's like, we have two dogs. Like, what are you scared of? That was a selling feature for you to have two dogs. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. That was Sorry, Frank. just a gimmick. Just a gimmick. But when we're looking at like this constant state of fight or flight, when we're looking at all the impacts, let's kind of go through how they impact each of the key clear skin organs, right? So first let's do gut, we'll do detox organs, and we'll go with hormones. So first and foremost, as we've talked extensively, when you're in fight or flight, when you're chronically stressed, that is going to impair your body's ability to digest your food. Mm -hmm. And we know there is such a thing called the gut-brain-skin access, where the health of one impacts the health of the other. And there is a direct connection, a direct telephone line, for those that remember having a telephone with a cord on it, there's a direct line between your brain and your gut. And when there is uh, stressors and emotional stressors going on, it will actually alter your gut's microbiome. And an altered microbiome is one of the key big issues for acne sufferers. It's also going to be impacting the integrity of your gut lining. So maybe it can start to contribute to leaky gut, which is going to be spreading inflammation across the body. And we're going to be seeing acne arise. You're not going to be able to digest your food, so You're not getting absorbing the nutrients. We're not able to effectively remove the waste as we talked about, which we need to be doing. And then when we move into your detox organs, specifically your liver, Chris, I know you're like itching to take this one on because you touched on it when we started the podcast. Yeah, the liver is just a huge component of everything, right? If we're constantly stressed, it's going to attack every body system. It's not just like, oh, today I'm going to play with the endocrine. It's every body system. So we're going to have thyroid. We're going to have things like cholesterol or, you know, maybe we can't metabolize something very simple like our vitamin D, can't convert our glucose for energy, can't use our phosphorus because we can't break it down because we can't make the bile properly. And of course, our sex hormones. So coming into, Katie, we know 99.9% say, I have a hormone imbalance because I have acne. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, we're going to give that to you, but we're going to say, let's go way back up the pipeline to say, but why do you have a hormone imbalance, right? Why is it there? That's what you need to be asking. Why is there a hormone imbalance? Because they don't just happen on their own. They rely on the health of your gut and your liver. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to get things like the sebum production that's going to cause the acne, the overproduce. It's going to throw, maybe the ovulation throws that off too. Testosterone goes a a little out of whack. Now we have a little bit oily skin. I get it. Hormones, yes, I'll give it to you. You do have a hormone imbalance, but, 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 my favorite word, but, 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 let's go deeper. By now, you've been hanging out with Katie and I long enough to know we don't settle for this is because. We're like, well, can we just Actually, look at how it all operates together, please? You got it. You that's that's such a massive mistake I see with acne sufferers is they're so laser focused. I have this one issue. Chris, at this point, like we're, I think we're over a thousand clients that we have worked with just in the last three years alone. We have never, ever, 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 ever seen there being just one reason why somebody has acne. It is a it was a combination 
of imbalances in the body. They don't just have a hormonal imbalance. They have extremely poor gut health where they're dealing with a massive candida overgrowth. Their hormones aren't methylating. Their liver is jam-packed. They have massive amounts of heavy metals that are contributing to the hormonal imbalances as well. And remember, everything compounds. So as we create all this stress, all this inflammation, we have to get it out of the body because it becomes a toxic form. Mm. Toxic in whatever way, let's just think about a, a black cloud, black cloud kind of going and circulating all. Of course, it isn't that. So mm-hmm. how do we get the black cloud, the black smoke inside the body, outside the body? That's a question I'd like the answer to. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we just can't add white smoke. I've tried all of the metaphors. But the thing is, is if we have that, how do we bind it? How do we get it out? Yes. Because yes. if we are in a slow oxidation pattern and things are like turtle pace, you know what? You're digesting slowly, slowly. You're methylating slowly. Like things are just not triggering properly. Are you going to settle? Yeah. Are you going to settle for a car that's governed at 40 K? No, I'm not. But that's what happens in slow oxidation to get it out. Your body is governed at 40 K. I'm going to throw you on the highway, tell you, you can do a hundred and people are going to honk. You're going to cause an accident, like all of these things and how that shows up for you is symptoms. Symptoms, because it has a domino effect on your health. Again, when we're looking at even acne specifically, another way stress is impacting your skin is when you are stressed, you're dealing with your imbalance of cortisol, that is going to lead to an increase of sebum production that is that sticky, oily substance that clogs your pores, an overproduction of that, which is in turn going to lead to more breakouts, lead to oilier skin. I saw this comment on one of our social platforms a few months ago. And she was like, what's the diet I need to eat for oily skin? And I was like, well, it's not that simple. We need to be looking at your gut, your liver, your hormones, your stress response, because all of these can be impacting your skin and causing the oil to overproduce. Exactly. Oh, Mm -hmm. I know. And then sometimes people just think we're trying to deflect like social media. Oh my gosh. No, this is why I love the podcast because we can get into the nitty gritty. I have so many clients come and they're like, Chris, this makes so much sense now. Now I can hear it. I can understand it. The engagement. It's exciting. Thanks for everybody's feedback. We truly appreciate it because Katie and I know this and I know Katie has to decode me sometimes and I can go extra geek. However, with this, there's always that next level. It's never, again, Mm -hmm. it's not about the perfect route. It's about taking where you are in that nervous system, in that stress response, understanding it, because some of these stress responses can stimulate estrogen dominance. They can Interesting, stimulate- Chris. Did you say estrogen dominance? How many perhaps, clients are dealing with that? Quite a few, quite a few. I know we want to just kick off the androgens and, bl- and fault them and blame them for everything, you know. The poor However, androgens, impact- they get all of the, the bad <laughs> They get all the highlight too, right? But a lot of people think they're estrogen dominance and they can be, but this is the thing. And the HTMA, the hair trace mineralis, we want to see higher, yeah, higher sodium, higher magnesium. That, do we have excessive salt? Do we, are we using spironolactone, diuretics? It can throw off our stress response, high stress, hypertension. If we don't have these things, we might see edema just as a little nugget in there. But this Mm -hmm. is true sympathetic dominance. It's inflammation. We're pushing ourselves super hard. We're judging ourselves even harder, right? Mm -hmm. We're running from that bear that's not chasing us. We've probably got some estrogen dominance, Mm -hmm. but this really is associated 
with things like inflammation, pain, liver, kidney stress, autoimmunes, anger, because none of us have any of that, right? We're going to be looking at heavy metals, mercury. Mercury is such a bugger. Cadmium in this. Do we have those? And then adversely, if we want to go to the parasympathetic, I don't often see a healthy parasympathetic. I see burnout. Ooh, I live in, live, lived in burnout for a long time. We're best friends, unfortunately. I want to break up with Three times. Three times yeah. I went there and I will tell everybody, it is the absolute worst feeling when worst. you cannot get out of bed, when you don't care where you your don't family even care. is. You, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, and it's not like Chris not cared, oh, ha, 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 kids, like I do all the time. It is unbelievable. And I told you that, like putting the covers over your head and people come to check on you just to make sure you're alive. Yep. And they, it is and, like, and they're scared for you. Burnout is actually quite scary. I've also been there several times and it's like that toxic ex-boyfriend that just, you just keep taking back and you can't shake for the life of you. That's how I feel like burnout is for me. That's not you, Frank. That's not you. It's not you, Frank. We're married. I love you. But it's, right? like, it's like a toxic ex-boyfriend that you just can't shake. Oh my gosh. Right. And again, that burnout now we're slow oxidation. So all that black smoke, it just perpetuates. It's just, it's loading the body, Mm -hmm. right? Our body's ability to mount our inflammation, boom, down the tank. And, you know, we tend not to eat or we tend not to be able to create those processes. So our body goes, Hey, you know what? Don't worry. I don't really, I can't do anything with glucose. I can't really do anything with my lipids, my fats. I'm just going to go into the body because you're not feeding me protein. I'm just going to go eat it from your tissues. Cause that's, that's fun. Oh, that's cannibalism. James said at the same I time. Look at us fancy dancies. It's like we spend a lot of time together. So long of the short here, the energy sucks. Poor methylation, right? We're going to require other minerals and things, but guess what? You're going to be super fantastically frustrated and you are frustrated about everything. We might not feel it or we can't process it. Then we're going to judge the crap out of it. We're going to be resentful. Why does everybody else be able to eat that? I can't. I get acne. Why do I have to change my diet? Why am I suffering? Why can everybody else be a happy mom? And Chris doesn't like her kids. No, just kidding. (laughs) But you know, these types of things, but really it becomes to a reduced awareness. If you don't know, because you're living in this high stress, you are going Mach 10 all the time. You live on that. And when you get downtime, you fill your downtime with something else, right? These are the things, big connectors here. Absolutely. And like, we see this with our clients all the time, Chris. And and I feel like stress, again, I'm speaking from personal experience because stress is one of the hardest things for me to deal with in my Mm -hmm. day-to-day. I know I live in chronic stress. I have been desperately trying to get a fight or flight So I know for me, like stress really is my hardest thing that I've been trying to overcome. And I know that it stems back from childhood traumas, emotional traumas, running a company with a team of 12 and a massive client base, and then being a mom of two little humans dealing with chronic pain. My my family called me Carbo Kate growing up because I just love carbs so much. Family things. It's like all of these things. And for me, I've been actively trying to reduce my stress for a very, very long time. So I come at this from a place of complete understanding because Chris, how many times have, you know, we seen it in our clients. We can see the stress in their lives. We can read it in the words they're saying to us. We can see it in their test results. We know they have stress and yet they just want to supplement away the stress. And we're like, no, no, you can't. You can't just supplement away stress. I've tried. I've been there. Take it from me. You can't do it. 
And don't get me as a coach. Do not get get me as a coach. You don't want Chris as a coach. (laughs) But it's almost like we all know stress is impacting our health. We know it's impacting it, but we don't want to believe that it's impacting our health. And this is especially true with acne sufferers. Mm -hmm. And we are on our clients all the time. Like, we have to be reducing your stress. Have you added in these lifestyle practices? Have you, you know, you found something that helps you reduce stress? Are you setting boundaries? Mm -hmm. We know this is such a massive component that we actually have a mindset coach who is a registered psychotherapist from a top clinic in Toronto. She acts as our mindset coach to help clients put these strategies in place because it can be such a make or break. Like Chris, how many times have we got a client doing great, then they hit a roadblock and we know like they're doing the right thing, they're taking the supplements, eating the right foods and we're on them. What about your stress? And then they finally, finally start implementing these practices and they come back. They're like, oh my God, my face is completely cleared all because of my, I started reducing my stress. I went on more walks. I started meditating. I'm doing some grounding. I'm I'm getting out in the sun. I never would have thought it could have that big of an impact. Yeah. I practice self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness. Huge. Everything you're saying is so, this podcast is going to hit a lot of people because I'm telling you, we live here and we know the tools. We have the tools. We have all those things. We do it. And some days like today, when we like before we started all this and we're putting out all those fires and everything, because I know it might look glamorous, right? But when we're <laughs> it doing all those glamorous things, on the outside. And I want clients to feel the process, Katie. You know, I'm big on that. You're mm-hmm. like, you know, remember we've had conversations. Chris, can you just give us something? No, I won't. I will if I can get in. If there aren't things like coffee or stimulants or caffeines, it's excessive in the diet. I will if we don't have a water softener or pour water. I will if you've done all the things you've been, you know, say acne, trigger, dietary food less. I will. But if you're working this new gig and you just started and you can't figure out the cash register, it's called training. We have to train the body because that gives you sustainability. And that's where the money is. You know, everything's about money and time in this world, right? No, that's where I, that's where money I say, and time. I know, yes. I know it is. So is this a good time to ask for a raise? Um, is this a good so time? This, <laughs> I'll put it on my notes that, for maybe next year. <laughs> On page 43. (laughs) On page 43 of our to-do list. But that's exactly where we are. I want you to feel the process because say we remove a stimulant and we don't have the heart palpitations or we don't have the excessive sweating. You need to understand your triggers. Either that or I'm just another person on another podcast telling you what to take out of your diet, telling you what to do to be better. No, you're perfectly you. Let's refine your system so that your body working for you. And I love that, right? It's like, you don't need to be perfect. We just want to make sure you have the tools in place that can allow you to feel happier for your body to run more optimally. So let's go through some of our, you know, favorite tried and true suggested to our clients type of stress reduction practices. So we already talked about, you can't supplement away stress of, you know, of course there's lots of like supplements, like adaptogens and functional mushrooms and adrenal support and magnesium and all these tinctures and herbs and all the things. Even CBD. Even, yeah, even CBD. Again, a personal attack from Chris to Katie today. That's no, I wish I could do it. It is. I, I like it for people. I, I really do. do. Like, For again, the people we, that can handle it. I just can't handle it, right? 
And me, on the other hand, where like the CBD oil has been life-changing for my chronic pain. If I don't have CBD in my system, I can't even pick up my children. I can't get out of bed. So it's been life-changing in my component, in my respect. And I have a medical prescription from a cannabis doctor as well. So I knew it would work for my system. And I think this is the issue is so many people self-supplement with ashwagandha. They self-supplement with bovine cortex. They self-supplement with all of these things. But you have to remember, these are impacting your adrenals and your stress response and your cortisol in different ways. So this is, again, where supplementation without working with a practitioner can be quite like dangerous because you can be taking the wrong adaptogens for your body, the wrong stress-reducing supplements and making your stress response worse. So let's scratch that one off the list, but I want to go through some easy tactics. Now, first would be eating food, you guys. Please, for the love That's of a God, good one. eat food in the day. It's the yes. most simple thing. Eat yes. the food. We don't want to be skipping meals because when you skip meals, it's going to stress your body. It's going to impact your cortisol balance. It's going to increase the sebum production for your skin. It's going to throw your blood sugar levels off. Like there's so much impact, so many impactful things happen when you don't eat food. Coffee is not a meal, my friends. It is not a meal. Stop it. This is my track. I I am not listening. Chris is putting, Chris is like (laughs) turning her speakers off for a moment. I told you I had a headache today. Why are you being cruel? Why are you being mean to me? We can't be relying on coffee to 2 p.m. and then you know, go and be like, oh my God, I'm starving. I need to go and get a sub from Subway. Like we need to be making sure we're having consistent meals throughout the day. You're eating enough protein. You're eating enough fiber. You're eating enough fat. I'll link, I'll link our blog below on protein fiber facts. I know we're getting to the top of the hour here. So making sure you're having protein fiber fat, that's going to keep your blood sugar levels stable. That's going to help with your stress levels because when your blood sugar goes, so do your stress levels. We already talked about the coffee. So if you are somebody that is, you know, is struggling. This is going to be a thing that everyone's like, Katie, I don't want to listen to you right now. Like me. Like Chris. So maybe you do need to break up with coffee to see if it improves your mood. But I just like Bruno and coffee. Now you're taking coffee. I'm sorry. I'm bubble popping everybody today. Maybe let's try moving to a decaf. So you're still getting that joy of having a cup. You know, for me, my body cannot handle coffee. I feel like I've taken drugs. I get heart palpitations. My hands shake. I am already a fast talker. I talk 10 times faster. I find that having a matcha, which has L-theanine, which is a calming amino acid, provides an alert, calm, sustained energy, that won't be as impactful on the system. So try an organic decaf or try a matcha. Then this is where, these are like the foundational dietary tactics you can put in place for stress. Now, Chris, I'll let you talk about uh, the difference, like lifestyle habits that people can consider. One is consuming water. Oh, that's an easy right one. Right on the hop. I'm going to your bodies, some. Yes, please. If your body is dehydrated, your body needs water. Your body cannot live more than seven days without water. Food, 30. So food is absolutely key. Water, why are we putting that stress? So yeah, I do drink coffee. I start my day off with water a lot, and I'm now going to be going and surging in that water going forward, right? Please don't stress your body out. We need water. Get it up. Find a plan. That is the free advice, and please do it like now. That's like, I would even do that before going and changing diet. Diet is like a little bit Oh, what do I have to do? I need to have more training on that. These types of things work with a professional, but water is something you can do right now. Get the filtering of the kidneys, lower the risk of all of these things that the body's like, I don't really love it. Why are, why, if we can drink water, not stress the body out, why aren't we doing it? 
Absolutely. And then of course, we all know meditation. We all know, you know, gentle movement, getting out, walking. Maybe you don't resonate with meditation. Like for me, I struggle a lot, but I find the practice of tapping, the emotional freedom technique, which is almost like a guided meditation that taps on the different uh, points on your body, energy points on your body. I find that is much easier for me to do. Or maybe you do grounding where you literally put your feet bare feet on the earth. You can get a grounding mat. Maybe you do talk therapy, you know, maybe get out. Sing your heart out. Turn on music you like. Dance. Oh my gosh. Your thyroid loves it. Everything. Dance, sing. And when you're cranky, you're like, that's a hard no. That's yeah. When I'm cranky, I'm like, I don't want to listen to my favorite song. Screw you. But just turn it on in the background and watch how it shifts, right? Because it's the vagal tone. We only have one nerve that passes the cranial structure and that's a vagal tone. So when we get excited ah, or butterflies, when we see that hotness, right, that goes to the brain. So all of those things and, you know, upset tummy, all of these things. So watch it. If that vagal tone, that vagus nerve gets excited, you better believe the rest of the body goes a little bit wonky donkey. And you want to, in January, I want to do a full episode on vagal tone because I think it's such a fascinating and under-talked about topic in relation to health and acne. So guys, stay tuned for vagal tone because we're going to be coming that one out probably in January. But we've reached the top of our hour. I think we talked a lot about stress today. And next week, you're going to want to come back, listen to it on Wednesday because we have a former CSS client who is a four-time Canadian Olympian sharing her story, how she finally conquered her acne. We'll see you guys next week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.